Hey gang, that's Holly. And that's Brooke. And this is the Macabre Cast. And I'm Nikon. Episode 28. 28. We talked about which episode this was before we started recording, and I still almost just said episode 27. <laughs> I don't know why I feel this way, but I'm my brain is really upset that we are on a sequence where when we record, it's even number, odd number, Instead and not odd even. odd even. It's like really messing with my brain. Really? So here's what we got to do. We need to release another single episode <laughs> just to fix it. It's been we bothering can... me. We're not doing that, but it's bothering me. It'd be like, really Norder version of us. Yeah. <laughs> it's been bugging me so much because I keep being like 28, 29 doesn't sound right. 29, 30 sounds better. Yeah. Or I 27, 28. Uh, and it's because our brains normally start with one when they count. Oh, yeah. Okay. Unless uh. you're a fucking nerd and you start with zero. That's what CS people do. CS people? Nerds. Computer science. Oh. Yeah. Nerds. I mean, I hope, yeah. I hope Anna listens to this. Anna, <laughs> you're a nerd. <laughs> uh, do we have... We have no corrections, right? <laughs> Uh, no, I don't think so. Not I that mean... I'm aware of. You guys Yet remember again, what you I... did last week, right? No. No. I'm sure not. <laughs> I almost said you did the psych house, but that was the week before. That was um, the week before. Holly. This was our, the last one were our soap episodes. Yeah, yeah. soap episodes. Soap episodes. Sop. Soap. Soap, soap, soap. Uh, they were very clean episodes. Uh, well, I don't know if they're clean. I told my mom, I was like, you might not want to listen to mine. I was I like, it's kind of gross. I think both of ours were kind of bad. Yeah. Bad, con- good content. Bad. Bad. Bad feelings inside of your body. Yeah. Yeah. Bad body feelings. That I can attest to. Um, yeah. Poor Nikon has to listen to every single one of these. I know. Are you okay? Yes. <laughs> We are going to probably have Nikon step out when we do our famous and much anticipated pregnancy horror story. Oh yes. One. Oh yeah, I'm I'm gonna have to. We'll um, we'll we'll do that one by ourselves. <laughs> mm-hmm. Maybe I'll just be like on the couch over there. So if you need me, but I'll just like have some headphones on and be playing Switch. That's true. That's probably a good idea. But. Yeah, get ready for that. Uh, <laughs> most importantly, happy Pride and welcome to our two sequence gay episodes. Yes. Gay. Coming at a very good time. Yes. And it took us a long time to figure out what to cover because while we want to hold true the macabre esque side of this, mm-hmm. so many of the things I wanted to cover in honor of the couple, I. I was just like, I don't want to cover this because they, like, die or something. Because yeah, while we want to, like, cover macabre things, we also want to honor pride. Yeah, and so I was like, let's go fun macabre this round. Yeah. Which mine actually is straying a little bit away from fun macabre and just more towards fun. Um, but That's fun. Yeah. Yeah, mine too. I would say mine is the usual amount of, like, family drama, which is one of my favorite things to read about historically. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so. I feel like it's know. especially funny about, like, a lot of family drama kind of stays the same through history. Yeah, totally. Uh, where you're just like, oh, they hated the grandma. Grandma was beefing with the with the mom, huh? Oh, interesting. Mm-hmm. It's always the same <laughs> Never heard of shit. that. <laughs> yeah. Well, this one, will, this one will keep you on your toes. Uh, I'll be covering, if we're going to share now, 
what we're doing. Yeah. I'll be covering the Pirate Queen's Mary Read and Anne Bonnie. Nice. Mm-hmm. For this um, episode or maybe next episode, depending on who wins, who our, wins. our Rock, Paper, Scissors challenge. Um, I really want to go first on this one. Um, <laughs> well then. I'll be, I'll be cheating in our Rock, Paper, Scissors. <laughs> She's going to be conferring with me. Yeah. Because somehow I could help. Yep. Uh, <laughs> They've tapped into I don't my know. mind. Something I don't know how you police. cheat at rock, paper, scissors. <laughs> I don't either. I'll figure it out. Um, <laughs> Backslash joke. They'll find a way. <laughs> but uh, for mine, this time, I'm actually do- not doing a single story. I'm doing an amalgamation of stories. Lovely. Um, and mm-hmm. it will be queer couples throughout history and in different cultures. I love that. Um, so it's going to be just some some like very short, quick little well for me short and quick yeah. I was gonna say I was like short and quick <laughs> um but I have I think it's four yeah I have four couples right now and I have some that I've saved for um future episodes as well and there is nothing more macabre than just like general history for queer people so that's actually true there are some of the couples it gets a little bit macabre in there yeah mine honestly isn't that bad that's good. I That's feel like good. I'm just debunking a lot of exposed titties stuff in this one, which is disappointing, honestly. As a lesbian, <laughs> debunking yeah. exposed titties? Like I, went in, culture. I went into it looking for the exposed titties, and I'm pretty sure all of the sources that say that they expose their breasts all the time were just men writing that. Horny men. That's disappointing. Yeah. But we'll get to that. Maybe that was we? lesbians writing that. I, Y'all ready? I would have written it. Yeah. Well, shall we do a rock, paper, scissors match? Yes. Let's go. Players ready? Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm going to give you the rock, paper, scissors shoot. I don't want any funny business. Good, clean match. <laughs> the okay. same jokes every time. Hush. Well. Rock, paper, scissors, shoot. Uh, Holly wins. Rock to scissors. Brooke is crushed. In a yes. single match showdown. Oh, my. <laughs> Normally, we have a couple rounds. I yeah. know. I almost, I'm not going to lie to you, I almost threw out scissors, and then I saw your scissors, and I kept it with rock. So I did kind of cheat. Holly's oh. a cheater. <laughs> Holly, why did you admit to it? <laughs> You're a cheater. You saw my scissors me. Rude. <laughs> rude as hell we can redo it if no, you no. want i know I, i'm good going second this time. okay i just needed everyone to know i didn't want to hold that secret inside of me <laughs> couldn't deal with that kind of guilt exactly so Aquarius. it's the evangelical guilt coming back oh. to haunt me i was about to say <laughs> i was that's true but i was like that's so aquarius of you no 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 ties no 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 loose ends for aquarius <laughs> i can't have loose ends um so i'm gonna be doing my sources for this a little bit differently um also i before i get into sources i did also want to say that i've tried so hard to find a topic that was ace specific because i wanted to like use this space to educate people about what being ace is and what it and, means and because absolutely nobody fucking yeah knows. and i because no that. one knows um <laughs> And it's not in even case, that complicated. In case any of the listeners don't know yeah. that Holly's ace. <laughs> yeah, in case people don't know. Also, just, like, there are so many different, like, websites that talk about it and, like, that go into definitions and stuff. And I just feel like 
people need to learn Mm -hmm. and also learn that there are a lot of like misconceptions and myths about what being ace and like not experiencing sexual attraction means Mm -hmm. so while I'm not going to like have that as a focus for this one I did want to just like mention it as like a Mm -hmm. please consider educating yourselves on identities that you don't know about Mm -hmm. and like educating yourself well on it yeah um and it's also like it's not hard no like if you google it i'm saying this because i did this after the second time i hung out with holly yeah she was like after our second date (laughs) yeah she was like i'm ace and i at the moment i didn't say this i was like i don't totally know what that means yeah and then i went home and i googled it and then i texted her i remember that because holly was so impressed i was it was so (laughs) wholesome because i was like they like they put in time and like they researched it and they researched it well and like it wasn't that it wasn't that hard. No. They talked to exactly. people that they knew who were also queer and, like, yeah. asked about it. And then they called me and ha- had, like, specific, well-informed questions for me personally about how I experience asexuality because it's different for different people. Mm-hmm. And, like, yes. that's something that you need to navigate within your relationships if they're, like, romantic relationships. So, I mean, also, like, if it's your friend, it's nice to... Yeah. Also, here's my thought. If people are interested in hearing us talk about these types of things, let us know. Yeah, yeah. we can set aside, like... Bonus episode. Yeah, bonus Debunking episode. Debunking Ace with yeah. Holly. Like, and also, like, any other identity that we want to talk about Or as whatever well. else. You know, <laughs> yeah. like, I was just talking to our friend Maddie about what it means to not only identify as a lesbian with as your like sexuality but that a lot of lesbians also identify that as a gender yeah Mm -hmm. and i was talking a lot about that with maddie recently and that's like a really fascinating topic too yeah so if you're interested you know our email we say it at the end of every episode that's true Mm -hmm. um so just that was just like a quick aside that i've felt like i wanted to mention in this month of pride good um in this month of in pride this month on of pride. 18 pride, pride 18 uh, <laughs> 18 pride um but getting into my actual topic um as far as sources go my main source for inspiration was actually a google generated page what yeah a google sites page so it's not yeah a google sites page I don't know if I, I don't want mean to correct you, but it's not Google generated, but like the, Google hosted. Yeah, it's Google hosted. Yeah, but um, somebody made it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but they had like a list of queer couples throughout history, and they had like some really great sources for all of them. So I was using that as like a good chunk of my sources, and then as I go through each of the queer couples, I'm going to list the so- the sources that I like used for their stories yeah. because I like did have specific sources for each of them. So it's going to be like a little bit piecemeal here and there. But mm-hmm. um also This is a piecemeal podcast. Yeah. Also a note <laughs> on well, no, I'll get to the note later for a different one. But goodness. But our first couple that we have uh they're 
Mabel Hampton and Lillian Foster. I, mm. First of all, love that we're starting with lesbians. Yes, we are. Not that I'm assuming that they're lesbians. Oh, they but, are. Okay, thank yeah. God. Uh, <laughs> they're two black lesbians. Hot. Right. Also, I love the name Mabel. Yeah. I love the name Mabel. Also, oh, Mabel and Lillian. I know. Yeah. They're, Shut the fuck up. The so pictures cute. of them together are so cute, and they, like, would mm. coordinate their outfits together and stuff, up. and it was, it's just adorable. They're also, like... Um, they like describe themselves as like a butch femme lesbian couple. Yes. Um, and so <laughs> when was this? Um, so Mabel was born in 1902, and oh. Lillian was born in 1906 oh in the God. U.S. Ooh. Okay, so definitely. Which means that they were in their young, hot, like gay life like in yeah. the 20s and 30s which is such a hot yeah. time for fashion for women yeah mm-hmm. yeah so um i will get for into women. their story not that gender means anything <laughs> <laughs> um but of the two women we know a ton more about mabel hampton than about lillian foster mostly because most of the information that we have comes from mabel's own recorded history of herself um, i hope someday that I feel the need to write up my own recorded history. Yeah. That's, like, my only goal. <laughs> yeah. She she sounds like an amazing woman who, like, like, they both sound like amazing women mm-hmm. who it would have been, like, wonderful to be a part of their, like, circle and know them. Um, but Mabel Hampton, she was a black woman born in the U.S., born in North Carolina on nice. May 2nd, 1902. Um, her mother... This was like a Taurus. weird throwaway comment, but her mother was poisoned when she was like super young. <laughs> the fuck? Yeah, but what? nothing ever described like what happened with her mother or like wh- what the deal was, but. Who poisoned her? No, they just like offhandedly they mentioned They just offhandedly that? mentioned that she was poisoned. <laughs> that seems kind of like weird to me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it's whatever. Mabel did uh, it. Also, with all of that mention of sources, I never said the sources for this one. Um, <laughs> oh, Holly. Uh, so I'll just quickly do that. Um, the One of the articles was from dressingdykes.com. Another nice. was autostraddle.com. Um, and then there was uh, the org, which I'm going to talk about later as well. Did you say herstory? Herstory. I love yeah. that so much. Um, and then uh, them.us, which is like a news, mm-hmm. a queer news like website. Yes. Um, but anyways, back to Mabel. Ugh, um, love Mabel already. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So after her mother was poisoned. Icon. Mysteriously. Maybe. Um, maybe. No, she was like four, I think. Um, Doesn't mean she couldn't have done it. <laughs> True. Holly, are you underestimating women? Four-year-olds? Yes. Uh, <laughs> accurate, accurate, accurate. Um, but she went to live with her grandmother right afterwards. Um, her grandmother died when she was like seven or eight. Uh, and then she moved to New York to live with her uncle and her aunt. Mm. Um, her aunt and uncle ended up being abusive. Um, and so she actually ran away from their home when she was eight years old. Good for her, honestly. Yeah. But like sad, eight though. years old. That's really yeah. sad. I think my aunt ran away when she was eight years old. My dad's sister. 
Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, she, like, my aunt, like, rode the rails for most of her, like, early tween time of her life. God damn. She would, like, run away and then come back for a couple months and then run away and come oh back. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> That's wild. Shout out, I guess, to my Aunt Brenda. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So, yeah, at eight years old, Mabel ran away. Um, she actually ended up living with another black family who took her in in New Jersey. I love that. Um, and then lived with them, like, for the most of the rest of her, like, growing up years. In the 1920s, when she was, I think she was 17 or 18 at that time, um, but during the, it was during the Harlem Renaissance, Ooh. she worked as a singer and dancer <gasps> in Coney Island. Um, while working there, she actually met a woman who taught her the term lesbian <sighs> because she like didn't know that there was a word for it until then. Um, and she, Mabel was quoted saying, I said to myself, well, if that's what it is, I'm already in it. Oh my God. I love her. Yeah. And like, there was another quote from her that was like someone had asked her like, um, like when she came out and she was like, I was never in. And (laughs) I love that. Also, she's cool looking. Yeah. She's her hat. Yeah. She's fantastic. I haven't Um, seen pictures yet, but I am sure. Yeah, so... I was also going to just say that ain't that just being queer right there? I know. Like, she, finding this community being like, wait a second. Wait, that's me. <laughs> that's me. I didn't know there were so many other people like this. Yeah, so she, like, immediately was just like, oh, yeah, like, that's who I've been my entire life. Yeah. That um, is so cool. Yeah. Mabel was super open about her sexuality, which is remarkable at that time period yeah. for yeah. a black woman in the U.S. Yes. to be open about her sexuality in any way, shape, or form like that. Yeah. It's just, oh, like, I... she was opening up herself to a lot of, like, even more harm that could come to her. So it was such a brave act to, like, be so open. Oh, yeah. Um, but she... Um, uh, in 1924, Mabel and one of her friends were in a bar and were actually arrested as prostitutes. Oh. Because apparently, in that time period, women being alone in the bar was considered enough evidence to arrest them as prostitutes. Jesus. Just like just, alone? Just being alone what if, in like, the bar. What, what if, just like without a man. Okay, yeah. but like, what if he's in the bathroom? <laughs> Seriously. Too bad. <laughs> or, oh, oh, babe, hang on. I, I don't know why, oh, babe. But oh, babe. Oh, oh, what would someone say in the 20s instead of babe? Doll. Oh, oh, doll. Oh, doll. Hang on. I got to go grab my cigar out of the car. And then they're like, oh, he comes back. Oh, oh, she's being arrested. That doesn't make any sense. No. I mean, it, it honestly seems like just a way to arrest women and, like, have a, a reason, like, a trumped-up reason. To yeah, they like, were just you know, being, like... Um, they were just being, like, you're a black woman in a bar. I'm going to arrest you. They, yeah, yeah, they were, like, mm, I don't like you, so... You don't um, have a... You're clearly here with another woman. Like, <laughs> I'm going to arrest you. <laughs> so you're obviously a whore, then. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking Just, like, uh, general trigger warning for that kind of energy, Yeah. <laughs> by the way, uh, yeah. for this episode. That's... Yeah, that's a fair trigger warning. Um, 
She actually was sentenced to three years in Bedford Hills Reformatory for Women. Are you serious? Yeah, by a judge who was notoriously racist and sexist. Uh, there you go. Even though she was one of the first women to be appointed judge in New York. Which, like, of course. She was a she? judge? No, Mabel wasn't a judge. No, no, the, she oh, the meaning ju- the judge was a woman. Yes, the judge, oh. the judge was the first woman appointed judge in New York. And she was notoriously racist and sexist. That sounds about right, sadly. Yeah, which is very unfortunate. Because, like, if they're gonna appoint a woman as a judge, yeah, they have to. It's make gonna sure. be the person who upholds their ideals. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. So, Somebody very irritating. Who's willing to play their bullshit game. That's not helpful at all. Yeah. <laughs> um, Lillian, on the other hand, now we're over to Lillian. Ah. Um, Lillian was born in 1906 nice. in Virginia, and she was also black. She came from a very large family and worked most of her life in a white-owned in white-owned dry cleaning establishments. Okay. Um, there's not really much known other than that that I could find mm-hmm. about her, like, upbringing in her life mm-hmm. other than I imagine that that environment would be incredibly difficult that to deal with stressful yeah um Lillian and Mabel actually met each other while they were waiting for a bus in 1932 <laughs> it was a me cute uh, that's oh. so cute yeah also, I was just thinking they were like in their late 20s yeah uh-huh. yeah. yeah we're in our late 20s we're in our late 20s we're in our mid 20s um, I was about to be like shut up <laughs> shut up <laughs> Don't make shut up right up. now <laughs> No, so they met each other while waiting for a bus. Um, they they said that they were the love of each other's lives, um, and they ended up living together in the Bronx. They always had a like very large social group of other queer women around them, and um, this is like the the dream. I was yeah. about to say that's some queen shit right yeah. there. Yeah, Lillian actually once described. Um, the like moment of meeting Mabel saying 44 years ago I met Mabel we was a wonderful pair I'll never forget it but she's a little tough I met her in 1932 September 22nd and we haven't been separated since in our whole life death will separate us other than that I don't want it to end shortly after she um was quoted saying that in 1978 Lillian died and Mabel survived her um so like just mm. the cutest most wholesome couple <laughs> so adorable. i just also the fact that they like moved in immediately and everything that's the most lesbian shit i've yeah, ever of heard course. That's so true. yeah that's so true <laughs> that that's true because <laughs> just energy. like you know yeah <laughs> um can confirm am lesbian <laughs> all throughout mabel's life and like after lillian had passed away um mabel kept clippings of events having to do with lesbians and queer people like like newspaper clippings she kept stories and histories and like um photos and books that had to do with queer people and like just like collected all of this stuff and there's like pictures of her and lillian together like cutting out newspaper clippings so adorable yeah um and then when the lesbian history archive which Mm -hmm. is where I got some of this information Mm -hmm. from when they opened 
Mabel donated all of her like clippings and books and everything that she had kept over the years to the archive. That's so cool. And like gave them a huge piece of history of like queer history because she had been doing this for like most of her life. Yeah. Um, And Mabel attended a ton of the like significant events throughout that period of history. She would attend marches and like speeches and would keep records of them and so she like gave all of these personal records to the archive and they have like digitalized archives that you can like look at it's it's a super cool website i would highly encourage everyone to look at it which website is that um it's the lesbian herstory archive Mm. um i just was looking at at it it's yeah it's so amazing yeah i like had no idea it existed until doing this research and it's fantastic that sounds amazing yeah um in, I love finding good archive websites. Yeah, me too. Best. I love I love the old like newspaper clippings. There were so many newspaper clippings in my research. I, um, I love looking <laughs> at newspapers. Yeah. Um, in 1985, Mabel was actually named Grand Marshal of the New York City Pride Parade. Oh and, my god! Yeah, and she spoke at the parade the year prior in 1984 as well. And then in 1989, Mabel died from pneumonia. Oh, pneumonia. And that, yeah, and that ends their Mabel and Lillian's love story, which, <sighs> like, I just, I can't get over her, Lillian's quote of, like, death will separate us. Other than that, I don't want it to end. I know. That's, like, <laughs> so good. Yeah. It's just, uh, it. So, that's romance. Baby. Yeah, that if you want to like go throw up in your mouth from how cute they are, just Google their names because there's so many adorable pictures of them yeah. online. Do you have pictures to show us? Um, I don't have them right here, but I can pull okay, them up just, for you. Wait, can you? I'm just gonna stand. Yeah, up I can and pull look. them up. Oh, and she look at her. Look at her. Mabel actually, like, had some quotes as well talking about Lillian and how Lillian dressed and was like, Lillian is always so fancy and, like, she wears her pearls and looks beautiful like a duchess. And, like... (laughs) This is... Okay, this is the perfect... We need to share this specific photo. Look at this. Yeah, that's... Yeah, that's Lillian and that's, like, exactly the, like, femme... And this. Like wonderful energy that was going on with these two they were just amazing i love icons way to start us off with intersectionality as well yeah Yeah. i really wanted to make sure that like the couples i was talking about were not just white queer people because i think that that especially like right now I think that people in the queer community need to be having those conversations about intersectionality because like the white queer experience is not the same as like the queer experience of people of color and like and to be honest we can't even speak to it no like we can't we can't it'd be great to have someone on here who could speak to it (laughs) yeah they both gave me looks just (laughs) um but yeah. yeah, but I mean, even me, like, I mean, I wasn't out for a lot of my life. Yeah. And, like, I mean, all of that's valid, but I don't even know if I can speak to it, though. How yeah. invalid of you to be in the closet at any point in your life, Nikon? <laughs> you have to be out the whole time or you don't matter. You're like Mabel. You're not <laughs> queer enough. I was never in. <laughs> well, also, the, like, queer experience 
like back then versus now back then versus now and also within the black community is going to be different than other communities as well so like there's just i think that like our narratives about queer couples should be diverse because being queer is something that is diverse and it's not just white queer people that Mm -hmm. should be out here being visible and being heard it's never just white oh yeah yeah they're just the ones who are more acceptable back then yeah and now yeah to be honest that's very true like yeah let's be real yeah i mean there's also just a lot of racism in the queer community Uh, yeah it's its own problem that's true that is that is very true no beans no rice bullshit oh god god yeah also white queer people being like i know what it's like to be oppressed yeah across all intersections because i'm queer i am the monolith yeah no Um, that's not how that works i also just wanted to highlight because i was around when holly was doing research big surprise Hmm. um and she was looking first at like historical figures who are queer and they're all just like rich white people yeah because those are the only people that would be recorded and remembered and all and i was like i don't want to report on that no yeah yeah this was a lot of um it took me a long time to find sifting (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) yeah but I came up with this list is very good. Good. Um, I agree. Yeah. And our next couple. Um, I feel like I'm on like a dating show. Yeah. Yeah. We're like on <laughs> this like some weird yeah. pride, like TLC pride special. Exactly. Yeah. Um, it's going to get more sad, I think, from here. Nice. Um, I'm going to take us to a real, not nice, real to downer for this next one. Nice. Like it's it's still good, but it's not as like. It's not. I don't think any of these will be as wholesome as Mabel and Lillian. Um, It's not possible. (laughs) Um, But for this next one, I will encourage people to not look up pictures because there are actually no known photographs of this couple. And any picture that you find is going to actually be of a different queer black man that apparently they think it's fine to just use his picture as the picture for this man that's very odd yeah Yeah. so it's i just i just want people to know that if you're looking up photos it's not actually him there's no recorded photos of him nice so i also just want to say directly that's racist as fuck yeah i was gonna say i was literally thinking the same thing i was like not all black people look the same or are the same Yeah. yeah like it is another black man dressed in drag but like doesn't that's mean you not can just, yeah. the same thing you yeah. can't you just, can't just that. yeah <laughs> swap them out and be like it's the same thing though no, yeah and that. like yeah give, find a different photo figure something else out yeah. like mm-hmm. get creative with it it's what not ifs. yeah mm-hmm. so but this next couple also a note on pronouns for this next couple um because they both did dress and drag for like um balls and like events Mm -hmm. but in every article that i found they were using he him pronouns for them unless they were unless the couple were dressed in drag in which case they were using she her pronouns okay so because i'm talking about their lives and not necessarily like their like drag personas i'm mostly going to be using he him pronouns because that's as far as I could tell what the pronouns they were yeah, using. Yeah, we have no way so, of clarifying yeah. with them, for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Um, so just as a note, that's why I am using yeah. he, him. <laughs> 
not because I'm trying to be the worst. Yeah. Um, well, thank you for clarifying. Yeah. I didn't think that you were doing no, that, but, but yeah. I understand why but I do somebody want, might think that. Yeah. I do want to just, like, acknowledge it. Yeah. Um, I'll have a similar disclaimer for my episode. <laughs> yeah. And that's, you know, the same as I did for all of these other couples as well as I tried to just use the pronouns that were seemed like they were referring to themselves as Mm -hmm. or if they were super far back in history and no one actually knows just the ones that everyone else was using Mm -hmm. so fingers crossed um (laughs) but this next couple are they're William Dorsey Swan um and Pierce Lafayette oh both of whom yeah both of whom Mm -hmm. were born in the U.S. um and I will get into their like birth dates it would have been I mean Williams was born roughly in 1858 okay um going back yeah Pierce no one really knows um okay um but my sources for this one are um pbs.org nice uh world queer story which queer story it was a great website. Um, yeah. I found so many good queer history websites while researching I love this, that. and now I'm like, I need to go look at them. I know I want to like, um, just sit and read them. <laughs> and um, rediscovering Black History blogs archives, which I actually was able to find, like real newspaper clippings from some of That's the so events cool. from like the 1800s that were like being circulated, yeah. which was wild. That's so um, cool wonderful um so starting off uh william dorsey swan and pierce lafayette were both born enslaved um william was born in 1858 and he was the fifth of 13 children which huge family yeah Yeah. and his family was enslaved by anne murray and i am listing their names here because i think that they should be ashamed um, and their family mm. members should be as well. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that is correct. So um, his family lived there, lived on that land until 1862 after the Civil War, when after the Civil War, his family bought the farm that they had lived on. Um, Pierce was born in Georgia, which is also why we don't have like specific birth dates for either of them. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, Pierce was born in Georgia and was enslaved by Alexander H. Stevens, who was apparently the vice president of the Confederate States of America. Yikes. Yeah. Well then, that kind of says everything that we need to know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. About that. Yep. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Wow. So Pierce actually had a previous relationship with a man named Felix Hall, and their relationship is the earliest documented same-sex relationship between enslaved men. Oh. It doesn't mean that it is the first no, one. No, Just that it not. is the first documented one, yeah. but that's still, like... That's a big deal. That's mm-hmm. still a big deal and a big part of history. Mm-hmm. Um, there isn't a ton of other information about Pierce. Most of the information from here on out if not all of it, has to do with William Dorsey Swan because he was much more, like, documented of the two, which right. seems to be a trend in these couples. There's yeah. one person mm-hmm. who's more documented. Yeah. Um, it also, the rest of this isn't necessarily their love story, more just about William because 
it's really cool what he did and like what his life was like mm-hmm. um i was just gonna say probably the top that's <laughs> that's true <Oof>. <laughs> the <laughs> one who's more documented about, probably the top, the top. Yeah. <laughs> probably the top probably the top yep um but I am going to do just a tiny overview of William's life because there was so much information about sure. his life and I kind of want to go into it more in depth another time. Yeah. Um, but William started hosting drag balls when he was 20 years old. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Um, in, and then in April 1888... Um, he was hosting one of the balls in Washington, D.C. when the police were called on the ball and almost everyone, like, fled, ran mm-hmm. out. Like, mm-hmm. all, all of the articles were, like, they, like, tore their wigs off and, like, were, like, running and jumping mm-hmm. out windows mm-hmm. and, like, trying to get away. Um, William actually, like, purposefully stayed and was reported to have told the officers, you is no gentleman, oh. as like a like Get protest yeah. type mm-hmm. move. Um, he was immediately taken to jail. Yeah. Um, and the newspapers referred to him as the queen when reporting on the raid. Um, I love that so much. Yeah, which is partly why William is referred to as like the first queen of the ball. <sighs> like... I have, like, goosebumps right now. Yeah, because this is, like, like essentially, he is part of the origins of, like, balls in the U.S. That's so cool. Yeah. Um, so it's, yeah. I just, like, had no idea about this history. But um, the arrest that happened in 1888 was one of the first recorded resistances to queer oppression in U.S. history. Nice. Wow. Yeah. So, like, his his like How scary. statement and like the fact that he stayed and was arrested mm-hmm. and was like no I'm not like you're not allowed to do this yeah. basically yeah was like one of the first recorded resistances to a queer oppression that's so amazing yeah and that's definitely what was that shit called sorry the thing that Thoreau likes Thoreau. oh um like peaceful, peaceful protest. Pro- yeah. There's another term for yeah, it. Yeah, I yeah. know what you're talking about. But yeah. Okay. Yes. So civil should... disobedience. Thank oh, you. Yes, civil disobedience. I was gonna say, that's like some yeah. very well modeled civil fuck disobedience. Henry David Throw though. Oh yeah. yeah, no. Fuck that guy. Don't but get... also. Yeah. But don't also. fuck that guy. Yeah. Well, Although true. definitely gay vibes. Just oh, saying. he was on the list. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that sounds about right. But also fuck that guy. He sucks. Oh, yeah. Um yeah. Disgusting. Uh, Go back to your cabin. Mm-hmm. Get 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 out to your cabin that was owned already and that you had someone there working for you. To- mm-hmm. <laughs> Honestly, when I this is so tangential. When I read it, when I had to read a uh, fucking Walden, mm-hmm. and I found out that because I'd read that book Hatchet when I was a kid, mm-hmm. and I was like, cool, it's like adult Hatchet. And then I found out that <laughs> he like just lived hatchet. in a house that already was there and just lived off of things but, people delivered to him. Yeah. And I was like, yeah. fucking he lame. He didn't do Jack. No, yeah. he had he had people taking care of him so that he could just sit in a field and stare off into space and probably get high. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. <laughs> Which I mean, Which nice, is mood, but also. But also, <laughs> we, don't, we don't like him. Yeah. Yeah. Um, or Emerson. Anyways. Um, back to William, uh, <laughs> who's much better than any of those people. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I would have loved to, like, read a biography 
like an autobiography by <sighs> William. It would that have been so, so cool. fascinating. Um, but or like just like a little oral history. Yeah, you know? just... amazing. The things that are lost. The things that are lost because of such like Bullshit. violent prejudice. Yeah, mm-hmm. and oppression. And oppression and the active choice that historians made, made to, to erase this information from the minds of young people yeah. in and order to erase their own ability to develop their own identities yeah. is so fucking tragic. And are still doing. Yes. Mm-hmm. And are still erasing. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah, but William... Uh, William was arrested. <laughs> you always you always make the same face and you always make the same like vocal tone whenever I get all like political and aggressive <laughs> on the podcast. You're like anyways. <laughs> it's cuz I'm trying to stop myself from going on a I whole know. other tangent. Because you and I could go. Yeah. We could mm-hmm. it could be this entire podcast. Yeah. Um Nobody wants that. Yeah. I have two more couples to get to, so. Um William was arrested several more times uh, relating to the balls and a bunch of other petty charges that they would, like, arrest him on. Like, theft from a college and a library, which is funny because both the college and library both, like, joined his petition for pardon (laughs) for the crimes because they were, like... They were like, he's fine. He didn't do anything wrong. Yeah. Oh like God. it's it's okay. Oh my god. Um, and they were they they basically were like, he's a great person. Like, we're it's fine. Good, honestly. Um, <laughs> good. Yeah. So one of the other instances of his arrest and petition for pardon pardon was one of the quote from one of the articles, um, mm-hmm. the first instance where an American took specific legal and political steps to defend the queer community's right to gather without the threat of criminalization, suppression, or police violence. <sighs> so cool. Yeah. That's so big. Yeah. It's like, it was hu- a huge part of history. And I kind of love that it's a person of color, too. Yeah. Yes. Like, and I fucking hate that we've never, I have never I've, heard about yeah. it. Oh, yeah. I had no idea about any like, of this. Honestly, this sounds like someone who should be a fucking icon. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and like this paved the way for a lot of things that people do know about queer history, like Stonewall and yeah. like, yes. you know, like a lot of the other, a lot of the people that we know today and like what we know about balls and drag. I was going to say like, like, like Marsha P. Johnson could not have been. No. Marsha P. Johnson without without this coming before yes yeah which like a lot of the articles mentioned too of like he kind of paved the way for a lot of the stuff that came afterwards which right. is mm-hmm. great um so on January 1st uh 1896 William was charged with keeping a disorderly house which at the time meant that he was charged with running a brothel okay um which, like... Was he? No. Because um, okay. I, I was going to say, if he was, nice. Yeah. But if not... No. Newspaper clippings from okay. that time uh-huh. actually... Which I have pictures of the newspaper clippings, and I think we're going to post some of them because mm-hmm. they're cool. Um, they they showed that it was actually a ball that was raided. It was... And they were claiming that it was a brothel. Oh! Yeah. So... That's, That's so also dumb. like needless sexualization. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, the article 
also noted that there were white and black men at the ball um and the white men didn't get the same punishment or any and ended up being like witnesses at the trial i'm sure they were just Um, being terribly influenced by those awful people of color actually it's funny you say that because um (laughs) the judge the language of the article that i have like a snippet from was super in that vein of like oh i'm sure of like oh these poor these poor men who are influenced really poorly and like mm-hmm. now their whole futures are ruined and it like honestly sounded exactly like when there are the sexual assault trials yeah. and mm. the judges are like oh but that that poor young man his whole life ahead of yeah him. yeah he shouldn't have it ruined by this one awful egregious mistake that he made in full consciousness yeah like, and i'm like you can't i you can't I have no words. have that type of narrative like no none no. of them did anything wrong and like uh, not the people who sexually assault people the people at the balls yeah but <laughs> mm-hmm. just want to be clear uh, um, i i have no words yeah but the um the judge also made a comment that um, he would like to have sentenced. So William was sentenced to 10 months. Okay. The judge made a comment that he would like to have sentenced William for 10 years and never let him see another man's face. But he was only allowed to sentence William with 10 months. Um. You poor baby. It kind of sounds like um, maybe he was a little jealous. <laughs> Maybe. Mm. Yeah. You never know. Sorry. Um, Let's be real. Three months after being charged, William... I have something stupid. I was just going to make a stupid exclamation. And it was just that more men need to get pegged so they can fucking figure (laughs) out that they like it or not. True. Jesus. That's true. (laughs) Get pegged and then make decisions. Let's put that on a t-shirt. Yeah, get Get pegged. Get pegged, then make decisions. Get pegged, (laughs) then, then you can form opinions. Yeah. But you're not allowed to form opinions until, until after you've been, you've been pegged. pegged. Thank you. Good night. <laughs> mm-hmm. Nice. Also, also, since we're on this topic, men, just saying, or I'm sorry, not just men, people with penises, just saying, when you're receiving a blowjob, you're a bottom. That's true. You're That's a bottom. True. Okay. I'm sorry. Who has the power in that situation? Think about it. let me tell it. you, you put that thing anywhere near me, I'm going to bite you. I was going to say, bite. like... <laughs> The person who can bite off the genitals is probably the person in power. power. (laughs) Gonna say. (laughs) Yeah. saying. Bottoms. Yeah, that's true. That's all I've... I I think, honestly, a lot of men need to get comfortable with the fact that they're bottoms and don't want to admit it. That's so true. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Because they're like, I need to be masculine, but also I want someone else to be in charge, like a hot mommy. So true. The mommy issues popped out. (laughs) We come get them. I'm just saying. (laughs) It's true. Where's the lie? True. I don't know how to transition this back into. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Uh, I'm not. No, we're keeping it all. I just am struggling to find the transition. I just felt the need to make an announcement. I but think, so with William. Uh, but yes, so back to William. Um, uh, three months after being charged, William filed a petition for pardon, and a bunch of his like friends and people who knew him joined the petition. 
um, and like started calling government officials and like bothering them and being like, let William out. He did nothing wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, As it should be. Yeah. Um, the U.S. attorney, A.A. Bernie, which, what a name, um, was <laughs> quoted saying, this petition is wholly without merit. Oh. While the charge of keeping a disorderly house does not on its face differ from other cases in which milder sentences have been imposed, the prisoner was in fact convicted of the most horrible and disgusting offenses known to the law, an offense so disgusting that it is unnamed. This is not the first time that the prisoner has been convicted of this crime, and his evil example in the community must have been most corrupting. I'm sorry. Yeah, which is, like, just ridiculous. Like, I'm sorry. People decided to express themselves, and you're throwing a fit over it? Like, what? Disgusting. And I'm like, how is that the most evil thing in society? You just had slavery. Like, sorry, nobody <laughs> thinks something is that like what? quote unquote disgusting unless they're interested. Sorry. Mm, that's true. My guy was closet and he was like, it's uh, disgusting. I don't like looking at it. <laughs> <laughs> me, me when I was 13 and I was, and I, my friends would change their clothes and I was like, I have to look away. I'm so scared. <laughs> me as a kid, me as a kid, not knowing I was a lesbian. It's disgusting. It's so <laughs> gross to look at other people's bodies. Why would they expose themselves? Yeah. See, that should have been my first my first hint that I was ace. Never in my life have I been disgusted by people's exposed bodies. I just am <laughs> like, that's skin. I don't know what you're huh. I don't know what's going on. But also, <laughs> how would you know? <laughs> True. True. Just me. That's skin. Well, you know though, like with the climate we grew up in, I don't blame us one bit for no. being I so also ignorant. grew up in like intense purity culture, yeah. so that didn't mm-hmm. help. I was, like, rewarded for my asexuality. Yeah, you so. were, honestly. <laughs> LOL. Yeah. Um, but after that lovely quote from the attorney general. Yeah. Yeah, fuck that guy. Um, the president, because this petition went to the president, the president also refused the petition because he said that William's character being, like, really good and, like, a wonderful person. Okay didn't outweigh his terrible crime and William also had (laughs) a which was apparently dressing in drag um ridiculous yeah but William also had a pretty severe health condition and like a, a heart condition okay and he was like saying that it was being exacerbated in prison and like he needed to not be yeah. in there yeah. so that he wouldn't die you know uh-huh um and the president said that William's heart condition wasn't bad enough to warrant any change in the sentence. What president was this? I was about to ask. Um, oh, shoot. I had it, and then I... Didn't write it down. Didn't write it down. LOL. Um, what year is it? I can Google it. Mm, this is 1896. We're gonna cut Cleveland. Oh, that does start Grover Cleveland. That makes more sense. Sorry, yes. 93 to 97 was Grover Cleveland. Eh, fuck that guy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, He has two last names. Yeah. (coughs) No, no, Grover. (laughs) Grover was his first name. I think that's the last name. It's first name. Grover. I disagree. (laughs) Take you to Sesame Street and I'll introduce you to Grover. (laughs) Take you to Sesame Street. 
That's I my... grew up there, actually, bitch. Oh, shit. <laughs> oh, shit. Nikon popped out with bitch today at me. Damn. Nice. Lovingly. Yeah, I know. Good. Okay. But yes, uh, President What's-His-Face, Cleveland? Cleveland. Yes. Grover Cleveland. Um, he was the worst. Um, yeah. Maybe he was gay, too. Maybe, maybe he was. I think everyone was. Until proven like, otherwise. Well, statistics gay say until proven innocent. doesn't make sense that we would live in a binary. That's like, it true. does not make sense. Nope. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, so uh, William's pardon was denied on every front. Um, but it was still, like, a very historic moment in queer history because it was, like, the first of its kind right. to, like, go up against. Mm-hmm. The government in a like legal petition mm-hmm. and for it to like get all the way to the president that's yeah. a pretty big deal mm-hmm. um william ended up retiring from the drag scene in 1890 mm-hmm. and his brother daniel actually kept it going uh for oh. like five decades after <gasps> his retirement yeah yeah like kept kept the drag scene going and like kept everything running oh my god that's amazing yeah it was a family business uh, <laughs> so cute <laughs> Yeah, so that's that's um, William and William's partner Pierce. I love um, it. They Pierce also like performed at the drag shows mm-hmm. and, and stuff, at, and was with participated sure with William, in yeah. the balls. Yeah, um, he just like wasn't mentioned a lot. Yeah. In wasn't documented. He wasn't in, yeah. in in the public eye as much. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, so that was them. Our next couple, we're going to BCE, BCE times. Yeah. We're going back. All right, hit me. Yeah. Um, So for this one, we are going to be talking about Emperor Ai of of the Han Dynasty in China. (gasps) Wow. And Dong Xi'an. They were both alive in... Emperor, I was alive 27 BCE. Oh my god! To August, August 15th, 1 BCE, and Dong. He almost made it. Yeah, he almost made it. <laughs> and Dong Xian was alive from 23 BCE to 1 BCE. <gasps> he made it. Good Damn. Point. Yeah. Um, so my sources for them are dailyjstor.org. Um, they had an article about how in Han Dynasty China, bisexuality was the norm, which is super cool. It should be the norm. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I'm going to talk about it more as well. Um, Also, again, World Queerstery. uh, Love it. And SupChina.com. Oh, shit. (laughs) SupChina.com. Yeah. (laughs) Damn. Um, So into this history... um, I also did look up how to pronounce their names, so I'm, like, pretty confident on it. Okay, nice. Uh, I'm not confident on my tonal No, I mean, pronunciation, that's hard but, if you don't have training. Yeah. Um, but I did look it up. I want people to know. Uh, <laughs> Emperor I was... Thank you. <laughs> Emperor I was part of the Han Dynasty, um, and... The emperor, he was raised mostly by his grandmother because his parents had both died when he was very young. 
Um, he ended up gaining favor with his uncle, who mm-hmm. was the like current emperor when mm-hmm. he was a child. And then his uncle named him the next emperor because his uncle didn't have any heirs. Nice. Um, yeah. So when oh, I, what an upgrade. Yeah. <laughs> so when I was Good for him was twenty years old, he ascended to the throne. Oh um, wow. Yeah. His reign cool. was actually not great. Uh, He wasn't great at ruling. Um, (laughs) There's like a whole bunch of political history involved in this, and I'm not going to get into it here because I don't have time for that. Okay. Um, And it would require so Mm. much time. Yeah. Um, But it's interesting. It's just not, no. Um, It doesn't have to do with him being queer. No, that's not not why we're here. Yeah. He was known to change his mind a lot Mm -hmm. and created like a bunch of instability within mm-hmm. the Han dynasty by doing that because he would like order something and then order something different and then an indecisive queer person never, <laughs> yeah, I, was never say, I was like hmm. <laughs> you're crazy um he was also very corrupt uh and was influenced a lot by his grandmother um he the mommy issues yeah <laughs> he actually became known a lot for his favoritism um Mostly because he showed a lot of favoritism to Dong Xian. Okay. Um, by the time, by the time that I was emperor, all of the previous ten emperors had taken male lovers, Dope. and it was like super common within the court to do that, mm-hmm. and like to be married to a woman and to like be interested sexually in men. Okay. Um, I feel like generally in history that's true, but... Yeah, yeah. but this wasn't only within the court, which Mm. is unique, because I think a lot of times... It's a power thing in white, like, Western culture, where it was normally... Because it's normally, like, the professor and his student kind of energy. Yeah, but this was also, like, upper-class men outside of the court Mm -hmm. were also frequently known to have relationships with men while still being married to their wives, and that was just, like, a common like, respected and, like, normal part of society. I'm sure the main reason why they were getting married to women in general was just for the procreation aspect. Mm -hmm. Um, It it was. (laughs) Possibly, like, whether or not the people, like, these men were, like, bi or gay or whatever, like, it's possible that some of them were bi. Yeah. Or it's possible that some of them were gay and they took a wife for that reason, right? But they, like probably carried on a, a pretty platonic relationship with their other wife, than, you yeah. know? Yeah, oh, yeah, other than, like, procreation. Yeah. So. Yeah, and sometimes the relationship between, like, the two men were formalized by marriage, even. That's so cool. Yeah. I love that. Um, it, the, this, like, form of relationship didn't actually become stigmatized in China until Western influence in the country when it was, like, viewed as being, like, very dirty and bad and mm. terrible. Of course the West had to ruin it. Yeah. We ruin everything. Yep. Um, this is, like, an interesting tidbit that okay. doesn't apply to tidbit. this story because this story is very male-dominated. Okay. Um but there's also evidence that women had re- like relationships with other women nice. in the same way. It just wasn't as well recorded because mm-hmm. women's lives weren't well recorded. But, yeah. And um, the way that they referenced like women loving women and like 
women having sexual relationships with other women Mm -hmm. was um, by calling it they were referred to as paired eating between women in China paired eating Mm -hmm. what do you can you elaborate uh like that was like the euphemism oh okay was like like all of the like oh those two are eating together like when there were references to women having relationships with each other like that yeah it was the references were to paired eating between women well i mean yeah they're not wrong no (laughs) just what type of eating we can move on from Uh, that now (laughs) but yeah so um I, like you were talking about with the, like, reproduction and heirs and stuff, um, I didn't actually, pro- like, produce any heirs, which was an issue because mm-hmm. they were like, you're the emperor, you yeah. need to produce an heir. Um, he was noted to never have any interest in women at all. Dope. Yeah. Um, I promoted Dong, like, wildly fast nice. for that time. Nice. Like, and any, he knew what he was doing. Yeah, and anyone who, like, opposed Dong's rise to, like, rise in position and, like, rise to power, yeah. um, I would, like, immediately punish them. Like, <laughs> like, bad. He's securing that bag. Yeah, like, he went super far with the punishments, too. Like, with, like, one person, um, small trigger warning here for, like, mentions of suicide, but... I don't think it's really suicide if you're forced to do it. Yeah, so that's, um <laughs> that's not yeah. the same thing. But um one person like killed themselves after receiving like punishment and like a demotion basically. Mm-hmm. Um and I said that anyone who was caught grieving for them was to be removed from their offices. Oh my. And like thrown out of the court. Well, um you know. Yep. Uh, <laughs> at 22 years old, Dong ended up being prime minister, oh, supreme shit. commander of the army, and the capital's security chief. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. Put your brain back to where you were when you were 22. Yeah. No, thank you. <laughs> no. Yeah. Well, and he was literally just getting these promotions because he was sleeping with the emperor. Uh, sorry, I thought you should have, what you should have said is he was, he was, he was dicking down the emperor. <laughs> My bad. <laughs> He was dicking down the emperor, and the emperor was like, I gotta, I gotta get some more of that. Yeah, so also, I gave Dong a very lavish home in the court, like, built, oh. built one for him. Honestly, good for that guy. Yeah, and Dong also had a wife and children as well, so, like, they were yeah. included in the family. Um, and I gifted him jewelry and, like, expensive gifts. Uh, he even ordered a tomb for Dong to be built wow. right next to his own oh tomb. Oh, my God. That's gay as hell. Yeah. He didn't actually end up getting buried there because they buried Dong in a prison instead. Um, what? What? Yeah. Okay. So we'll get there, though. Okay. Um, Emperor Ai and, and Dong were also known for the story of the cut sleeve, which is, like... Uh, I'll get I'll get to the Are you gonna tell a yeah. story? Um in a quote from the Han Shu, which is like a uh history, yeah. um, Dong Xian was often in bed with the emperor. Nice. When I wanted to get up, he did not want to move Dong Xian, 
but he broke his sleeve and got up. This was the extent of his love and affection. So essentially, like that was a quote from the okay. from the history. Essentially, the emperor, like Dong Xian, fell asleep on the emperor's like sleeve, and the emperor didn't want to wake Dong Xian up. So he like to, ripped. So his shirt. he like cut the sleeve off so that he could like get up and leave and not wake Dong Xian up. That is so queer coded. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and and since then, cut sleeve has been a euphemism for being queer. Oh my god. And like at the time as well, like it became like a fashion in court to like cut one of your sleeves and like okay. yeah, asymmetrical bitches. Yeah. <laughs> so it it yeah, the cut sleeve, that's like what they're known for. I'm going to start using that. Um. Although I don't think anything can replace limp-wristed. I fucking love that. I, yeah. I know that that's, like, it used to be bad, but as far as it's been reclaimed, like, I think... Love it. Ca- like, calling, like, yourself, like, uh, I'm so limp-wristed. Like, I think it's so funny, especially because I'm incredibly weak in my hands and my, like... You actually do have limp I actually wrists. do have, like, very limp Like, I'm very weak in my arms and specifically in my wrists. Um, I don't know why I've just always been like that. And so I always love to joke that I'm like, I'm way too limp wristed for this shit <laughs> in many ways. It's Cause you're gay. gay. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so they cut sleeve. That's her oh my God. new one. I love cut sleeve. Yeah. That's fun. Um, Emperor, I also was like very sickly. Um, he got sick a lot. That's hot. And honestly. Yeah. <laughs> and sick but in a hot way but in a hot way yeah he died um like very young and on his deathbed he actually named dong as his successor oh my god (laughs) yeah so what like um everyone hated dong though because they were like you're literally just getting promoted because you're sleeping sleeping the the way to the top yeah Yeah. um so immediately after the emperor was no longer around to protect him Mm -hmm. dong is dong and his family were forced to commit suicide by like yeah and they buried dong in a prison instead of next to the emperor he didn't deserve that no that's That's bullshit yeah so that is the end of their story that's a very tragic ending yeah it was Mm -hmm. pretty bad well you know I started us off really strong, and it's the, just gotten the ma- sad. The macabre from here. part of this <laughs> series we're doing is that the love and light and positivity of their relationships can never fully come to fruition because history has is the worst wronged gay people. Yeah, since the dawn of time, mm-hmm. and yeah. thus ends my TED talk. <laughs> Thank you for coming. <laughs> Thank you. We are on our last couple now. Oh, well, my my episode will be another one. So that's true. Although, well, debatable. Okay. <laughs> um, this one I am not sure about the pronunciation because I wasn't able to find a good pronunciation okay. of it. Where are they from? Egypt. Ooh. Um, I could try. If you would like to give it a try, there's a lot of a I lot of see. consonants. Can I look at it? Really close together. Can I look at it? Like, I know what I would say, but. The first one is definitely, the first one is definitely, um, Numhotep. That's what I, yeah, it's the second one that's throwing The second me. one I don't know, because there's a lot of H's and K's next yeah. to each other. Numhotep, I think. Numhotep yeah. is the first Numhotep one. Numhotep and. Which is a dope name. Neon Hunum. 
I'm just guessing with that many but K's and H's. But it's so funny H's, the way you say it is so it's like, a, like <sighs> Persian of you. Yeah, because it's like they're also they'd also be Arab because yeah. Egypt. To, but yeah, to clarify, like I could technically. I'm ask, not profiling you in a negative way. That was no. lovingly. Okay, you're good. You're good. <laughs> uh, it's one of those things where I look at it because like my dad grew up in Baghdad, mm-hmm. so Baghdad. I can't <laughs> I can't say Arabic things right, um, but he would know, probably. That's yeah. true. Maybe that can be a correction. Yeah, well, we'll leave it on there for <laughs> Jesus. Um, but yes, so my next couple is a possible couple mm. um, because people have different opinions on whether or not they were a couple, apparently. I, mean, I don't. I'm gonna, I was going to say, I'm going to listen, but based on you finding this one and all when yeah. I was there, I think they're a couple. Also, yeah. here's my thought. In history, I feel like it would be more likely that they would choose to not believe someone was gay than choose to believe someone was gay. Yeah. Just kind of in general without knowing any information about this at all. So I would go on. I would also lean on the gay side, but I generally lean on the gay side. Me too. But let's see, because this one actually had me going back and forth on it. Sure. Um, Okay. Mm, Let's see what I think then. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because I do think, because all of the speculation about it comes from the 19 from the 1900s mm-hmm. because we have no recorded history right. of them so um <laughs> um but we have numotap and nyan i was using a kh, but nyan khnum nyan khnum nyan khnum yeah nyan khnum um they were probably alive around 2380 to 2320 BC. So they were alive around uh, 2380 to 2320 BC. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah. During the fifth dynasty of the old kingdom in Egypt. Wow. Yeah. Um. So real far back there. We went from like recent to old <laughs> i in, love that in this i had one, a feeling so. that's how you were ordering it but i was i was excited i'm not gonna lie to you i did not order it like that on purpose it just happened that's so you um, that's so you <laughs> oh Kelly. that's so holly yeah <laughs> but these uh this these sources are from the new york times um a website and a website that gave me a tour of the tombs. Okay, dope. Um, we're doing that after this, right? Yeah, it's a 3D tour. It's it's really cool. Um, nice. So that's what we're doing. Yeah, okay. yeah. I have I have the link. I wanted to clarify that that's definitely what we're doing after. Yeah, we're it's done a recording. it's a cool little it's a cool little tour you could take. You can see all of the hieroglyphs and the artwork on the wall. Even um, though I know that those TV shows are really problematic, I do really like all of the National Geographic things about Egypt. I watch them all the time. Nice. I do believe that that is inherently problematic, but mm. yeah, um, don't generally. And maybe this is the pagan side of me coming through, but it's like generally if there's like a tomb like maybe leave it alone yeah maybe like like i i fully understand i just think that if there's a tomb don't it, move things from it i, I yeah, don't think you don't, should take something out yeah of it. that's because i'm like studying go, history is important go into it and study it inside of it but like don't take the bodies out of the tomb or anything out of the tomb. yeah leave it where it is but like study it 
because I think it's important for us to know about history. But, yeah. like, you can study and learn about history respectfully. This is also just, like, a very weird thought. And, and you know, I should really bring this up to our friend Maddie, who works at, um, at oh, yeah. museums. Uh, it works in museums. Um, an interesting remedy to the, like, removing artifacts from where they belong is a virtual tour of an actual historic site. Yeah. So that's a really fascinating thing that you're saying that this website allowed you to like tour the tomb virtually. Yeah, you can tour a bunch of the like other tombs. Because to me that seems like like why don't we stop taking things out of tombs and putting them in mm-hmm. museums and instead have very nicely curated resources like that. Yeah. Sorry. It would also be way more accessible. I also, yes. I also know that this is incredibly off topic. So I'm going to shut up now. We should, I mean, museums are its own topic. That's... We're going to have <laughs> oh, probably yeah. some talks about that. <laughs> yeah. Um, We've already had some talks yeah, about that. Yeah, we have. I think first episode. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Open well, up. first episode, oh, yeah. I made it very clear that I, I believe that curiosity cabinets are wonderful, but I also believe that they're inherently problematic. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, I think every time you go to a museum, you have to grapple with the fact that, like, that, like, the museum is, has an agenda and probably holds things that shouldn't be there. Mm. Enough said. Yeah. Um, Anyways. uh, (laughs) Thank you for indulging. Yeah. Um, So, this tomb of these two men who were entombed together which is its own is this that sorry i'll let you talk is its own like the fact that they were entombed together is its own thing that i will mention later um but in 1964 archaeologists were um entering a tomb in egypt Mm -hmm. and found an image of two men embracing and the names numatep and nianchunum above the image of on the walls of the tomb of the two men embracing um and they like started researching and looking into it because an image of two men embracing like that is not common and had never really been seen in any of the other tombs or hieroglyphs that were seen in any of the other like sites i Um, have always i realized i was thinking of a different tomb in which two men were oh, okay um uh, the lovers of medena oh, okay um which is from, from italy um but i got very excited because one of my favorite cons like conceptual things is like when people like conjoin their remains after mm. death yeah like to like ashes rest together or mm. with your bodies like i just find that to be so fucking beautiful yeah which is so on brand for me because i'm such like a romantic but i'm also such a death (laughs) person yeah and i just fucking love it you're such a pessimistic romantic i know and i love it hello my (laughs) name is keats (laughs) i was gonna say hello same (laughs) yeah nikon let's go Nikon's a lot more optimistic That's than you true. are, though. Nikon is wholesome. I'm optimistic when it's not about me. I, I would argue with that. I've seen you be very optimistic about us. Oh, shit. <laughs> Damn. 
I thought I was being realistic. No, I'm joking. Um, no, I can't. Actually, I'm, it's actually, a newer thing for me to be more optimistic. Actually, no. I think Holly's wrong. I think oh. Holly is too. I'm too much of a realist about things. No. I think it's you and your trauma that's being like, Nikon's being optimistic, oh, but no. Nikon's <laughs> actually being realistic, and you are being like, you know, you that's might, not real. You might be right about that, actually. <laughs> we can obviously cut this out, but I just wanted to fucking get, got him, fucking got him. You got you pretty good there, Hall. I got both of you. Yeah, that's You're actually that's actually really accurate. Thank you. Good I night. take it back, Nikon. Well, uh, you have to remember that I get, I get, I get shit from both sides now. That's true. I just hit my mic. Not the word. Got him. Got him. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm done now. But yes, um, from what the researchers found, uh, the two men were chief manicurists uh, to the Gay. king or pharaoh, which was apparently a really esteemed position. Well, being that in close, physically intimate, not in a sexual way, but like, but like you're that close to the ruler yeah. of, yeah. Mm-hmm. And a very sensitive part of their body mm-hmm. because it's not, it's not just your hands, it's also your feet. And it's like hygienic. Hi- yeah. And yeah, which also they had chief manicurists I know. in the like 2000 BCs in yeah. Egypt. Well, I, I there's a lot with that um in I mean in a lot of cultures especially in royalty with the preparation of like your 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 look, you yeah. know, which I think is really cool. You yeah, know? I just think that it has not been talked about enough that there were manicurists yeah, in that's Egypt dope as hell. at that time. That's like a profession. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm like, why have we never talked about this? Everyone looked so good. Yeah. The hygiene. Meanwhile, Europe is like rolling in dirt and that's so taking true. a bath Literal once a week. Feces. And <laughs> yeah. Yeah. God. Don't throw your baby out with the bathwater. Yeah, because heard that because idiom? your bathwater is so dirty, you could actually throw yeah. the baby out with it. So disgusting. That's nasty because everyone takes a because bath. Because you wash your newborn last. Yeah, that's disgusting. Which is probably why a lot of babies die. Die, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Anyways. <laughs> we are on one today. We're just like really getting fired up about hygienics. Uh, <laughs> and just history. You know. Yeah. In general. Um, but anyways... Um, so they were like very esteemed. Um, they were shown embracing and holding hands. Um, they were poses that were almost identical to poses that you would typically see if the couple were like husband and wife. Mm-hmm. So like, Lovers. yeah, but like specifically if they were a married yeah. couple, that would be like. So it was like a common practice for married couples to be posed that way. Yeah. In it, death. Well, these weren't how their bodies were posed. This was how they were like depicted on the walls oh, of the tomb. Okay. I see. The illustration. So, yeah, cuz like all Terrible. of the if people don't I'm I'm skipping some explanation here because in true queer fashion, I had a like a period in middle school where I was incredibly obsessed with ancient Egyptian tombs That's and so death practices mm-hmm. to have a special interest like that, and it was it was specifically around death rituals. Me which <laughs> reading every single Holocaust book that existed when yeah. I was in fourth grade, as yeah. if that should 
ever be allowed. Yeah, that oh was my. you. Yeah, someone needed to stop you. Um, <laughs> they encouraged me. I know. <laughs> but yes, so I'm, Jesus, I I tend to accidentally skip some explanation on these things because I'm like it's common knowledge, but it's probably not common knowledge. So, in ancient Egypt, yeah. in tombs, which pyramids are tombs, um. This one wasn't a pyramid. It was just it was just a tomb, but um, it was like a filial tomb. So it would have been like traditionally for family members. So it was weird that these two men were buried in it together as well. I'm um, obsessed with that. Yeah, but uh, but traditionally in Egyptian tombs, the walls leading up to the tomb where the bodies were buried would have hieroglyphs and like images and pictures that were all supposed to be not literal they were all of the like pictures in Egyptian art were meant to be symbolic right um and so when it's a storytelling it's yeah it's a storytelling of the people's lives Mm -hmm. and of like their importance and like like on the walls of their tomb they listed like the jobs that they had had throughout their lives Mm -hmm. in this one in particular Ugh, and that like that's just so cool yeah and Honestly, like yeah western yeah. culture is so reductionist and mm-hmm. minimalist and it's disgusting yeah mm-hmm. um but in this one in particular like so like when i talk about symbolic images the way that their bodies were posed in the pictures on the wall would have been symbolic for like their relationship to each other yeah. or like you know, there are things yeah. like that. So, like, the images of them on the walls were traditionally images that would only be used right. for a married couple. Right, right. Um, and they would be images that you can recognize in other tombs as, like, oh, this was clearly a married couple. These are the same images. Yeah. You know. Same posing and all. Same posing, yeah. same, like, positioning of the figures. And I'm sure probably when they went into the tomb the first time and they uncovered the bodies, they were like, oh, we're uncovering a married couple. Mm. And then well, they're like, wait, they're both mans. Actually, no. Oh, really? Um, yeah, so I'll, I'll get there. Oh, okay. Um, but, um, yeah, so they were both, they actually also, on top of the poses being like married couples, when they were depicted with each other in images instead of like separately, separately, um, they also were depicted with one of the two men in, like, the spot on the image that was traditionally held by wives, even though both men were married mm-hmm. and had wives yeah. and had children, which was shown in the other images. Mm-hmm. Like, it showed both of the men having, with, their own having their own families, but then in images where it would traditionally be, like, the man and wife... Um, it would be like the man and the other man in position yes. of the wife and then the wife and children would be in the image as well interesting um, yeah so it just like was very very different from any of the other images that they had seen yeah um their names also are very entwined which if you noticed at all they both have both of them would have been chosen names that they like had decided on and so the entwining of their names would have been a decision Mm -hmm. that got made 
um, the and part the part of their name that is exactly the same the like num yeah the I just said that as if it had an umlaut over the u it's it's fine but um <laughs> it it's spelled k h n u m that is in both names mm-hmm. the front of one name and the end yeah. of the other and yeah. it's like very entwined and it refers to the egyptian creator god okay um so like it's just a note to have in there that like they are depicted as being very close even in name mm-hmm. um so they also never found their bodies. Their bodies weren't in the grave or in the tomb. Oh, okay. Um, which is why I was like, they're not they're, actually there. They're yeah. not actually yeah. there. They know that they were two men based off of like the images. Yeah. Um, Do you think somebody ate them? Pr- probably. I'm going to. Yeah. Yeah. I th- Just saying. I think that I think that they were taken in the like grave robbing sprees and someone probably ate them. That's my guess. But I sick. Don't know. Way to um, refer back to yeah. episode, the <laughs> first episode. Check just... out episode one if you haven't heard me talking about mummies getting yeah. eaten. Um, <laughs> Crunched and launched. It's actually a historical fact. Uh, if you've listened to episode one, you know. If you haven't, take check it out. It's. <laughs> It's its own weird history. We've done a lot of episodes about like body, yep, horror, yep, things. We have. I'm just um, thinking about it a little bit too much now. Yeah, um, but back to the mummies. Jesus. Uh, <laughs> so, they, the fact that they're depicted with their wives and children mm-hmm. has made people suggest that they may not be gay. Although to that, I would say check out Emperor Ai and Dong Xian, mm-hmm. who both had wives and children yeah. and definitely loved each other and had sexual relationships. So, like... Yeah. You, like, you can have... Also... There's so much evidence in history of that being a non-limiting factor. Yeah. Also, so. that, that also comes from a, a very monogamous mindset. Yeah. Yeah. And... Like, I'm I'm a monogamous person, but that doesn't mean but not everyone that, is. like, that's the only valid way to be. Yeah. yeah. And there so, were a lot of cultures that were, like, traditionally non-monogamous. Yeah. And so. having, like, blended families, it's possible that those two families were, like, a commingling family. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, um, yeah, there's also... There's also evidence that Numatep was honored by a god in the like hieroglyphs and mm-hmm. depictions, um, which w- could mean that he passed away prior to um, Nyan Knum. Um, that seems like a very trivial detail, uh, but one of the other theories about their relationship is that they were twins or conjoined twins. Uh-huh. Um, because they're depicted as being so like close to each other physically and that was my only question as i was like have they been able to prove whether or not they were related no um yeah so that was that's the other theory is that they may be brothers okay and that's why they're depicted as being so close physically and like 
they both have their separate families mm-hmm. and they're both in the tomb and they're both manicurists mm-hmm. and if they're twins then they would have been elevated in positions of power possibly yeah. because like being a twin was seen as something that would elevate you um that's but, really interesting go ahead but also if they were conjoined twins it would be virtually impossible for one of them to die before the other because at that point in time they could have possibly tried to separate the conjoined twins but the survival rate of that I was gonna say would be incredibly unlikely because it's already still such a risky and like dangerous thing now with like modern technology that it would have been like incredibly difficult at that time as well not that it isn't possible but it just like isn't probable as I I don't see that that would be I also feel like if they had been conjoined twins specifically conjoined twins yeah I think that that would have been depicted in their life story in the tomb and if they had just been twin brothers maybe not yeah. Or even just brothers, maybe not. Yeah, but. I think that they definitely weren't just brothers because there's no way. I mean, there's not no way, but within... I feel like it would be more common. Yeah, within Egyptian tombs, depicting just regular brothers like that wouldn't be the way that you would do yeah. it. They would have to have been twins in order to be depicted in that yeah. way if they were twins at all. Yeah, um, but then... I- and if they were conjoined twins, a lot of people argue that they they likely would have been overlapping in some way physically in the images. That's true. To, like, show that and, like, highlight mm-hmm. that specific Symbolic. feature. Symbolic, yeah, yeah, probably. But a lot of other people argue that, you know, um, Egyptian images were like very symbolic so possibly the like intimate embrace was the symbolic way of that's showing that they were conjoined or that they were twins which i'm not i personally don't think they were conjoined i think that that is a stretch yeah Um, i think i don't know if i agree with the interpretation that the embrace would imply that they were twins yeah because to me i feel like they they would not have picked a romantic yeah one of the researchers one of the researchers actually was like if this were a like man and woman depicted here there would be absolutely no question that they were a married couple it would be incredibly obvious and no one would bat an eye at it mm-hmm. and they were like since that's the case then be, why are we batting an eye why at are we now? why are we assuming that they are not mar- a married couple mm-hmm. because like this is how they're being depicted yeah exactly to me that feels like the you know s- symbolism can be kind of a gray area because you know things different symbols can you know mean different things yeah. and stuff but i feel like in general there's always a main takeaway from a symbol yeah and to me that seems like a romantic implication yeah and it was it was like very obviously an intimate embrace yeah and like to me the fact that it is so obviously the exact same as a married couple yeah. makes me think like these weren't brothers. Yeah, I think that's more 
us viewing it from a heteronormative lens yeah yeah anything else and honestly i desperately wish that their bodies were still in the tomb because i know and not eaten yeah well and because a lot of like a lot of work went into preparing bodies in ancient egypt for burial Mm -hmm. and for like being entombed and like the way that organs are placed around the room or like in jars because that was something that was Mm -hmm. done like was symbolic and the way that like bodies were placed and like what was placed in the room with them was like very symbolic and I think that like if we had access to their bodies in that space and could see like what it looked like without it being disturbed it would like give a lot of information on whether or not like I feel yeah. like it would solve the like yeah it would solve the question well, you well, know <laughs> very easily if it would it would be a very easy way for us to like say they either were or were not related yeah, yeah. <laughs> like you know DNA wise yeah I mean there's that there, that would just be very easy right away to be like okay they weren't related yeah so you know that kind of leaves throw out the twins yeah exactly yeah. <laughs> like that kind of leaves. Like, that takes away, like, a big chunk. Yeah, it takes a big chunk of the, like, oh, you know, they were brothers. Yeah. Or, like, they were just really good friends. Oh, my God. <laughs> what the hell? But, yeah, so they essentially just, like, they were really good siblings. Wow. On this one. But Wowie. in my opinion, like, I, that's, that's why I went back and forth on it, because I'm, like, I could see it either way, honestly, mm-hmm. because I could see the, I could see them being twins, being like depicted in that way that mm-hmm. would it like logically makes sense yeah but I also am like I feel like that might just be like archaeologists yeah viewing it through a heteronormative exactly. lens as well so like it could go it could go either way and I wish that their bodies were there so that first of all their bodies were there and not eaten or made into paint or something like that mm. um and also, because I think it would answer a lot of questions. Yeah. yeah. And I just have so much. I am just, like, so fascinated by burial traditions. Yeah. And, like, across many cultures. Many cultures. I just, the way that people bury their dead and the rituals that we have around it Mm -hmm. are so fascinating Mm -hmm. to me and it's always been something that I've absolutely loved Mm -hmm. and like I don't know why it's just it's just a thing no same my grandparents have a scattering garden in their in their like where they live their home yeah um and many of my relatives on that in that part of my family have been scattered there oh um it's like a thing in my family that it's like we have a scattering garden um you know I don't think anybody else is going to be scattered there that is still living now probably maybe my grandparents but I don't know (laughs) yeah um and I've always even as a kid like we would go it's like a garden so we would go like water the plants and we would look at the butterflies there um you know like the the yellow swallowtails in our in our area and like we would put caterpillars and like you know do ladybug things out there and like I always as a kid had like a very big understanding of that as a concept for Mm -hmm. my family which 
I didn't know was like not common for a long time. Yeah. Mm. It's just kind of interesting. Yeah, I I so desperately wish that there were cooler burial methods in the US. I know. Mm. Yeah, well, no one in my family that I know has been ha- has like a grave somewhere. Really? Not that I'm aware of. And so I like n- I visiting a cemetery for like a sad reason has like never been a concept to me. I've always yeah. found them to be very peaceful and positive because I've never went there to visit a d- dead relative. But yeah. I'm sure a lot of people have a lot of complicated feelings about cemeteries. Yeah. I love them. <laughs> but, you know, I, I burial is very fascinating in general. Yeah, there are some I want to do like an episode on every single type of burial I know. like traditions that I've seen and we got to get on like some cemetery I know episodes I think. Yeah. Yeah, yeah we'll have to do that. Um but yeah, so these are my these oh my are God. my queer oh. couples. I wanted to have say one last note on the last one which oh, yeah. is as much I get I get the like either way about it, but I think they were a couple. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I just feels more likely to me that historians would hetero wash it, wash it, hetero wash it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Straight washing. Yeah. In general, that is a default. Yeah. yeah. I feel like it's pretty obvious. Yeah, I, I definitely lean towards that myself. Yeah. I just am like, there's a possibility that it, for sure, could be something that we don't understand in our like modern. Mm-hmm contexts maybe there's a third option out there that people haven't considered either that's true third gender (laughs) third gender yeah (laughs) (laughs) well from these little tidbits of queer history what are you putting in your cabinet this week oh god um (laughs) i already know what i'm doing oh no but you have to go first obviously hmm (laughs) hmm Um, it's so hard because all of them are so amazing. I know. They're all so good. Um, I think I'm gonna do, I know what I'm doing already. Yeah. Wow. I'm going to do a little bit of sand from outside of the tomb. Ooh, nice. Mm -hmm. Thank you for picking something from outside the tomb. Uh, yeah, no, I, I wasn't. I, gonna I know take you would never take something from the, the tomb, <laughs> but I just was like, uh, you know, yeah. I would put Mabel's hat, nice, and Lillian's pearls, nice, like in in a in, cabinet. Yeah, I think that would be. I was gonna do. Um, I don't remember his full name, but William. Mm-hmm. Um, hopefully, him and his partners, Pierce. um, Pierce's. Uh, drag outfits oh that would be like nice. just have like one dress each hung up there oh that would be really like cool. or you could do like um like on a like a mannequin yeah, kind of thing? On, yeah. A mannequin. yeah. on a mannequin yeah because yeah. i was picturing the pearls and a hat yeah. on like a bust style yeah, mannequin yeah, 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 head yeah. with like the where it has like the shoulders and like the collarbones and then also the head yeah oh mm-hmm. i don't think i said this about william but the dress that william was wearing when he got arrested in 1888 i think it was mm-hmm. um the dress that he was wearing was uh, like a cream satin dress. Oh, nice. Yeah. On that melanin, though. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So pretty. That would look so good. Yeah. 
If only there were pictures. I know. But remember I, that there are not. Yeah, that one, there will be no pictures because... There will be no pictures. Because the other person who's pictured has his own, like, very important legacy and, like, mm-hmm. story that should be attributed to it? only him. Do you know? Um, I think his name is David, but I could be really wrong about that because I just saw it in passing a few sure. times and I didn't write it down. That's okay. But... Um, Maybe we'll talk about him another time. Yeah, but he... <laughs> He has his own history, and he should. Yeah, he should be attributed they to both his history. Their yeah. own <laughs> recognition. Yeah, someone draw up a picture of what they think William looked like, and you there know, you go. Yeah, put a little asterisk at the bottom. Artist rendition. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> wow. Thank wow. you. Yeah. That was a good one. I, I liked that. That's a good way to start off, like our pride thoughts i also like the balance between like like some cute stories but mm-hmm. also the reality of queer history of it it's yeah. pretty sad yeah it's pretty macabre it. there's mm-hmm. a lot of struggle but there's also a lot of joy mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and i think hearing about those like moments of joy and happiness mm-hmm. and just like you can tell it's like a couple that felt safe together and like yeah. cool and all that and that's it, important it's very there's, very yeah. warm to hear there's about. a lot of love and a lot of like I also just so desperately wanted to, like, let people hear stories from so long ago. I know. Mm. Because there's always the argument of, like, this is this is just so new. This is something that your generation has made up. And it's like, no, this, like, queer people have existed forever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in no way, shape, or form. It, yeah, this isn't Does that, new. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's new to you, maybe, yeah. but it's not new. <laughs> yeah. yeah, with it. Yeah. Seriously. That's what I tell people every time. I'm like, it may be new to you, but it's not new. Yeah. <laughs> it's also like, sorry, but at, at those people need to confront the fact that at some point in the past, oh, oh no, brace yourselves. You have a gay relative. Yeah. No way. Oh, no. Somewhere back there, someone was I'm so was sorry. Gay. Are you okay? Did you, did you survive that one? Yeah. Or someone oh. right now in your family. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. It's, you know. They're probably Baby too- boy, you're going to be okay. Yeah. They're probably scared to talk to you about it because you're you're a raging homophobe. Yeah. (laughs) My favorite way to talk to men right now is going, oh, baby boy. Mm -hmm. That's how I talk about businessmen. I say they're business boys. Business (laughs) boyos. They wear their fancy outfits. They carry their little 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 school bag. Well, thank you, Holly. Yeah. Yeah. I'm so glad that we are doing these episodes. Me too. Um, Mm -hmm. And... So glad to all of the listeners for existing. Glad to. Glad to. Yeah. Oh, happy. <laughs> Whoops. So glad for all of the listeners and yeah, that they're listening. And Holly's <laughs> Holly's broken. Yep. And also, uh, if you would like to hear us be more broken, please rate, review, and subscribe. <laughs> You can send us an email with suggestions or questions or corrections to our email, which is themacabcastpod at gmail.com. And you can also see pictures of what we're talking about or interact with us if you'd like on our Instagram, which the handle is the same as our email, themacabcastpod. What else? Uh, Thank you to Nikon for sound stuff. Thank you to Trainer for other types of sound stuff. And Thanks for making our great <laughs> intro outro. 
You didn't like how I thanked him. No, I hated it. <laughs> um, he, I know he would be like, I wrote the music specifically. <laughs> yeah, well, thank you, trainer, for the music specifically. Um, and um, also that... That's it. Yeah. It's your turn. Sorry, I thought we were thanking someone else. Um, Let's thank Lachlan. Oh, there it is. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, Lachlan. Um, uh, I actually told him. <laughs> nice. Oh, good. Um, but yes, thank you, Nikon. Thank you, Trainer. Thank you, Lachlan. And what's in your cabinet? Good night. <laughs>